Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan. I'm sat down with my co-host, Jessica Johnson, and we talk all things movies through the power of Top 8 Lists. Okay, guys, this is a big one today. We're looking at one of the most epic, legendary actors of our time. I say of our time, if you're in your 30s or 40s, and looking backwards. So Denzel Washington has finally arrived onto the podcast um, for us to dive into his career. And it wasn't until I sat down and I looked at this list on IMDb and went, oh, God, oh, God, trailer, 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 trailer. And I came out of it with about 16 or 17 films. I was like, right, this is impossible. And I have no idea how I got to this list, but I've just, I just had to go with my heart in the end. And I'm heartbroken by everything that missed out. Jess, how did you find your Denzel creation experience? I I think it, it was a little tough. I feel like based on our conversations, though, maybe not as tough as the time that you had, but he's been in some just killer roles in movies. So I am excited to give him some love and talk about a lot of the great movies he's been involved in. And it looks like we have some pretty differences in our lists. So that should provide for good conversation as well. Yeah, it certainly will. We got stuff that pops up quite a few times and then stuff like, oh my God, how has he not done that? Or how has she not done that? So I can't wait to find out, especially with Jess, like what she's seeing, what she's not, and if that's why it's not in there, which I would assume must be the reason <laughs> because she's not seen it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to us all battling out. But today's a really special day, guys, because we're not going to bother with box office. We're not going to bother with IMDb, even though I've not changed it on the spreadsheet. We've got four lists from regular list people on this show this is a battle of four of us this is very rare so we got mike resident film reviewer in the a slot he's taking over imdb what if imdb uh just to change it for me thank you very much let's change to mike so my dad resident film reviewer that's currently top of the league on uh, episode wins so this is this is you know crunch time for me jess and adam so it's going to be us three trying to take top spot in this league. So let's do this, guys. Let's take down Mike, um, which is going to be very complicated on today's show with the films you have that's here. So, yeah, we're going to go through all four as normal. And what's really exciting for Jess, she normally has to read out like the boring box office IMDb stuff. But Jess is going to get to read a person's list here today, which is really, really, really cool. So I will hand over to you, Jess. Let's dive straight in. We've got a lot to cover. <laughs> Probably a lot to talk about with these films. See, let's look at Mike's top eight Denzel Washington movies. All right, jumping in, the number eight spot, The Man Kieran Candidate. Number seven, Book of Eli. Number six, 
Glory. Number five, American Gangster. Number four, The Equalizer Trilogy. Number three, Fences. Number two, Philadelphia. And number one, Training Day. Thank you very much. What a nice way to kick us off. And we have actually got little reviews for each of them. So before me and Jess share our thoughts, let's see what he said. So we've got one for training day. We've got one for fences, which will be really, really cool because it's really different uh, based on the list we've got so far. And glory, which some people might not know about either. So yeah, well done. That. That's really, really cool actually to pick those ones out. So let's look at Glory first, which was his number six slot. It was released in 1989. It has an average rating of 7.8 on IMDb. So it is an American Civil War movie where we see Matthew Broderick playing Col Colonel Shaw. I presume it says Cole Shaw, who volunteers to recruit the first company of black soldiers. Yet Shaw is forced to deal with the prejudice of both the enemy and his own fellow white officers. In this movie, Denzel plays an escaped black slave called Trip, whose performance won him the first ever Oscar in a supporting role. That's really cool. Historically accurate and gripping. Guys, I want to watch this film immediately from just reading that. Jess, what are you thinking? Your dad always writes the best reviews. I think he could, he, I think he could convince me to watch anything. <laughs> so I, I don't think I have seen this movie or heard of it to be completely honest so when i saw it i thought oh man but that review is very convincing so yeah it sure is so we'll both be going away looking up looking this up i feel like i probably have seen the trailer oh morgan freeman's in it guys i mean absolute no-brainer as soon as you find out that information we're straight over to it so yeah that is going to be awesome we, we might share that soon that we might have gone away and watched that one but yeah thanks dad that was really well told Right, Fences. Um, this reminds me of the theatre. I saw Fences in the theatre, actually, um, but two years ago. Um, it was a stage show, and it was really, really cool. So just remind me of that. So this was released in 2016, and it's got a rating of 7.2. It's also featuring Viola Davis, who is awesome. So, storyline. A wonderfully scripted and directed movie from Denzel, who plays a bitter man, Troy Maxson, a sanitation worker in the 1950s in Pittsburgh. But he is more than a frustrated father who, when his younger, who, when he was younger, wanted to be a professional baseball player. But naturally, in the early 20th century history, black men were not allowed to join. Now, he's very jealous as his son's Corey is being considered to join the local baseball team. Corey's mother, Rose, played so well by Viola Davis, defends her son to follow his dreams. The tension in the household exists throughout the movie. Originally, this was a play, and now an exceptional movie has been played out. Ding, ding, ding. I told you, everyone, it was a theater show. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the classic story you don't often hear about um, father and son when the father wasn't able to do or live in a certain way, and the son does. And how does the father deal with that, it's witnessing that? You know, he wants to support his son, but. Is kind of bitter inside that he didn't fascinating fascinating relationship dynamic which we don't often see in films so i'll leave it there but that looks really really good i was a bit naughty there i shouldn't have carried on talking about that but felt right and in the first spot is training day uh, alongside ethan hawke who i love very much i can't wait to do his lists but let's find out a bit more about training day if anyone that's bizarrely not seen it 
Denzel plays an LAPD detective, Alonzo Harris, a veteran narcotics officer whose methods of enforcing law are questionable, if not corrupt. You can say that again. The film follows Harris as he trains a rookie cop, Jack Hoyt, played by Ethan Hawke. But are the... But are the methods by Harris of ridding the streets of South LA right or possibly wrong in the eyes of young Jake? One of Denzel's best ever character performances, winning him an Oscar for Best Actor in 2001. 100%. Character performance, you know, playing a character. Unbelievable. But anyway, I'm going to hand back over to you, Jess, before I start getting too excited. I'll let you go first. Yeah, you talk about your thoughts and then I'll, I'll do mine. I think so. There's a few movies I haven't seen on the list. I think of all of them, probably Glory would be one that I would see, even though it is an older movie. It's kind of hard with all the technology now and the difference in just quality that you can see movies in. And Glory came out in 1989, but um, it's based on a true story. It's actually, it's kind of plaguing me right now how cool it is of a story like that to have even been told in 1989, just really, really cool. So I think it's, it's a good list, a nice variation, which is sometimes hard to find with actors and actresses. Sometimes they have a niche thing. So I think this is a good variation of Denzel's skills, though. I think he's missing, uh, missing a key movie, which is on a, a my list. But I I enjoy always getting introduced to some movies I haven't seen and then getting your dad's pitches on them. So that's it's fun for me. Yeah, so true. And I think what's come up for me so far before we go into the list is we know a lot of his characters might be quite similar, but even though we know he can kick ass and a lot of his characters, he's just really awesome and hardcore and takes down a bad guy. But if you look at Madassas particularly, you can see that he's played a lot of roles which are really important to tell a story be it politically or emotionally or in the honor of a certain population of people even stuff from like philadelphia as well you know the telling sort of stories that people don't really want to hear but it needs to be palatable and all that kind of stuff and he attaches himself to true story stuff anyway um and across the board i don't think he picks badly looking at his the lists of stuff that i saw that i didn't even pick he doesn't really pick badly i mean how do you even do that how do you do that you know, I just watched Expendables 4, everyone. That's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, why do these people, what are you doing? Get out of this film. And I know I'm not supposed to be negative and it's not my cup of tea. But Denzel would not do that film because he knows it's terrible. So fair play to him. Absolutely awesome. Whether it's his agent or him or whatever, whoever he's got around him know their stuff. So <laughs> got a bit emotional there, guys. Uh... But I just I just get so sad with films. They're just not very good. And I know. We made this. We passed it. But that is for another day. Okay, let's look at my list. And before I go into my list, uh, just to, to clarify some housekeeping for anybody that was at this point going, hmm, I wonder how this works. So it's lead role, ensemble cast, uh, an actor, they have to be an actor and it's not listed producer. So it's just actors. I think that's pretty obvious. And you can put in a franchise as long as it's four or less. Hence why the Equalizer trilogy was allowed in my dad's list. And no animation. We don't want any voiceover work here. But I'm now thinking a top eight voiceover. That would be so unbelievably complicated. We will leave that for way in the future. 
can you imagine having to go through all the kids' films and looking who, no, thank you. So we will not be doing that. Anyway, I digress. Let's head into my epic, epic list. Here is a load of films that didn't make it. And I'm going to quickly say them because I feel terrible about it. So remember the Titans. Love it. I'm sorry. John Q. Love it. I'm really, 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 really sorry. Ninth. I'm going to get emotional. I have a little cry. Out of time. I'm sorry. I love it. Unstoppable. I love that on the train. Anything on a train. I'm ready. A Magnificent Seven. What a cast lineup. It didn't quite make it. I'm sorry. So that's Memorials complete. Okay. In eighth place, alongside my boy, Mark Wahlberg, is Two Guns. It's very silly. And I loved every second of it. Chemistry off the charts. Man on Fire, literally watched it two weeks ago to catch up. It's as a hitman, like protecting a client and all that. It was very different. You know, it's alcoholic. It's quite dark. It's quite slow in parts as well. Um, and it was a little bit of a different spin on what we see today as being all action, bit of story, but not too much depth and not too much character development either. They're just awesome. But I actually want to see the frailty in my Hillary Hitman character. I want to know why there's parts of their psyche that aren't, you know, how they'd like them to be. I think that's really, really powerful. Uh, Book of Eli's Book of Eli next. I knew I loved it, but I completely forgotten what really happened. So I watched the triple. Oh my God. This was so, so cool. Um, just the filming of it as well. Like this sort of apocalyptic kind of, the, just the dustiness of it. I can't explain it. It's kind of like the misty dustiness of a world that's just completely messed up and his character and the reason he's protecting this book which i, want, I don't want to give anything away it's just so powerful um and randy Milakunes was in it i was like oh my god and i was like so i don't think of her being that old and she didn't look that young in that and i was like what old is this film so i got a bit confused for a second there uh next up is inside man i'm not sure how many people are going to have that one but i really love this i love negotiated stuff and i thought denzel was awesome in it and uh I just love the dynamic. I love the dynamic between the negotiator and the person that's been whatever they're doing. I think it's really cool. And Clive Owen, you know, he's British. So I'm always going to be loving that. But um, I just, I just remember particularly loving that movie. I remember coming out of the cinema going, that was, yeah, I loved that. That was really, really cool. And I wanted to give it some love, nostalgic love, I think, more than anything. Um, but, you know, like I, I was saying to Jess off camera, it's like, there's so many. I've got to try and remember which story's which because it's just, he's just so prolific um, in what he does. In fourth place, we've gone a, a little bit kind of silly, but also like action-packed safe house with Ryan Reynolds. Basically, if Ryan's in it, then pop in my list. I mean, when I actually do the Ryan list, I could actually have a problem because I just would want to put every single film he's ever done because I'm obsessed. So I just love, again, the relationship with with the both of them. Like even Ryan, when he was with... Um, Samuel Jackson, Hitman's bodyguard, he just knows how to play that kind of like, serious guy, I'm serious guy, the jokes, what the hell are you doing? All that kind of stuff works really, really well. Um, and I just thought Denzel was very different in it too. He's a much, just just really, because he's a sort of gangstery type, but really cheeky at the same time, but also you're like a bit scared of him. Just thought he was really, really cool. Very, very fun. Uh, Deja Vu, I just, I love anything to do with like, you've seen to the future or you've seen to the past and then you're ahead of time. Like, how could you solve a crime doing that? And I just love all that stuff. So any time traveling stuff will always do well for me, as long as it's half decently explained. <laughs> it's not a complete train wreck of timeline science, but I loved it. Training day, I was heartbroken. I couldn't give a number one. 
I'm sorry. But like my dad said, absolutely immense character development. Ethan the Hawk was awesome in it. He was just really, really cool as this kind of cop. You kind of loved him. Be like, oh, God, he's a bit crooked, though, isn't he? I love being confused like that. Like, oh, God, I shouldn't like him. Oh, no, what's wrong with me? I just love that when it makes you question your own moral code. And that's really, really powerful. And then, obviously, even though Jess not watched any of them, and it's unacceptable, and I'm just about letting her stay on the show, it's the Equalizer trilogy, just because any man that barely moves, that can kick so much ass and protect all the good guys is always a winner with me. And they're kind of interesting, interestingly paced. It's not always action. It is a lot about his character, too. It's kind of like not quite John Wick, where he doesn't really say anything. <laughs> He's just quiet and unassuming. He is quiet, but you know when he needs to say something, it's because it matters. And I really, really like that. So Equalizer was a no-brainer for me for number one. Um, and it's so nice just to chuck a franchise in just to get three films smashed into number one in one go. But I am very heartbroken about the train day situation. But what can you do, guys? He's made too many. So that wraps up my list for Denzel. So, Jess, you now need to explain to us why you've still not seen it since last week and when you were planning to watch Equalizer and share with us what else you think. <laughs> I, I love this so much. I, so my husband and I, as much as I'm like not a superhero movie, we are going through the Marvel universe and timeline order right now. So that's what I've been spending a lot of my time on. Though the other day, my husband was sleeping all day. So I was able to sneak in one that I knew he wouldn't really have interest in seeing. So this will definitely be a good one. I'm sure he will love it and enjoy it especially since you've talked it up so much. A part of me is like, I wonder just how long could I make it? Could I, I'll just go like a year without <laughs> watching it just to see. <laughs> see when I, when I sack but, you from the show. <laughs> exactly like a year from now, I'll be like, you know, I still haven't watched it. <laughs> but I, I love that because you did tie, you just have about how it tied into Man on Fire. So that's kind of be interesting. And I actually think I, I don't think I've seen two guns. I'm pretty sure I've seen all the ones on your list, except for two guns. I looked at it, I was like, oh, I, I remember it like coming out, but I, I can't truth, like can't honestly say if I've seen it all the way through or not. So it looks like a good one to watch, but definitely a, amazing actor you did good sell on a lot of those movies so yeah good stuff well thank you very much yeah like i say it, it wasn't easy and if anything i'm just really excited to go back and watch some of this stuff like i'm definitely going to rewatch safe house i'm going to watch inside man again i really like to see deja vu so i'm really excited just to like bring some of that back and see if it gets into my because you know on the anniversary episode just we do my top eight um recently seen new stuff and i have a top eight of things i've seen before and rewatch and create top eight. It's just really lovely, a little bit of housekeeping I do uh, privately just to see how I'm getting on. So um, I, I'd love to see if any of these sit in the top eight. So um, I'll keep people posted on that. But I do need to watch new things all the time, everyone, because I'm doing film reviews now on Instagram, if you didn't know already. So me and my dad do film, re film reviews every couple of days. So my dad's doing all the new stuff in the cinema. And I'm doing kind of the new stuff that hits the streaming services and that kind of thing. And we might do some nostalgic reviews, go back and do a few old stuff. I'm hoping like maybe Jess and some of the other people that give us lists want to get involved too. And if you're like a avid little film reviewer and you might be interested, you could always send me a review and then we can make a little poster and just share 
the com- movie community sharing what they love about about films. We try not to to review anything that's not very good as such. If you don't like it, it's not really a useful review. I only released the one that I did today, which I didn't like because I didn't have anything else. Um, I wanted it to be something fairly fresh and I've just seen and it's just come out. Well, it's been out for a little while, but um, so yeah, just to be clear, I wouldn't usually release a one out of eight star um, movie. And if you want to know what that is, go and check it out <laughs> on Instagram. But generally, it will be positive <laughs> stuff, guys. Don't worry. It will be four stars or above, I'd imagine, most of the time. But yeah, go and check that out, guys. A little bit of um, little bit of information there for you on the Instagram. Lots to be seen over there. You've got polls, you've got reviews, you've got the top eight films on um, Netflix right now, and you get to keep up to date with some of the movie trivia. So lots of fun stuff. And when we get back from the break, we will then dive into Jess's top eight Tensor movies. Uh, we'll see you shortly. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And we are now going to dive into Jess's top eight list for Denzel Washington. So over to you, Jess. Let us know more. And let's see what's different to me and Mike. And maybe, as you go, tell us exactly why your particular list is so epic. Yes. So starting at number eight spot is a movie we have not talked about yet. And it's The Magnificent Seven. It is a remake of sorts from a movie that came out in the 60s. So it's a Western movie. You got these seven guys from different backgrounds and they're trying to help a widow protect her land. And I just think the dynamics are really great. One of the other leads is Chris Pratt. So a good a good Western, which Again, not not a huge remake. The story's a, a bit different. The dynamics of the actors are really good. And I think it's also because the other movie was so much older. It's nice to get kind of a fresh take with a whole new generation sometimes. Maybe that's why they do remakes. Ugh. But <laughs> nonetheless, I think it's a, a great movie. And you don't see a lot of Western movies come out nowadays. So I think it's it's a great one to go get a watch on. In the seventh spot, I have Safe House, so a little bit lower than you, but you already gave it an amazing review. I think it's a a fun movie, and I like the dynamics, just like you said, like with Ryan Reynolds, it's funny, but he's serious, so there's funny parts, but he's serious, so I definitely enjoyed that movie a lot. In the number six spot, that's where I landed Deja Vu, and I like that too. I remember I actually remember watching it when it came out thinking, ooh, yeah, like this is deja vu and how cool it was to actually see that captured in a movie. So super fun. In the number fifth spot, I have Man on Fire, which now I look at differently because you say how it's tied to Equalizer. I'm like, oh, man, now now I'm kind of curious how much it's tied and how the story goes on. So I did include Man on Fire as well and some other great actors in that movie kind of getting that story going. In the number four spots is where I included Training Day. I think that's just a fun old school classic movie when it comes to the corruption that you see. And I'm with you, you're like, oh, you know, do I like this guy? Am I supposed to like this guy? Do I understand where he's coming from? So I think that's another good one. In the third spot, I'm the first to mention Courage Under Fire, where he is a US Army officer 
and he starts to investigate a woman, uh, her medal of honor, whether or not she rates it or not. So it's him with Meg Ryan. And I just think it's a really good movie, especially some of those military ties. It's fun to see and see the, the legal side. So it's not your very typical military movie, shall we say? In the number two spot, now my number one and number two is kind of hard to flip a coin, but I did include John Q. So you may give it an honorable mention, but I'm giving it my number two spot. I just, oh, if you have not seen this movie or heard of this movie, it's it's heartbreaking in its own right. So his son needs a heart transplant and like many families struggle they don't have the money to pay for it so it's interesting to see some of the dynamics in the hospital systems i'm a firm believer it's hospital systems are the problem so this is a perfect example of the systems being a problem and how he's trying everything he can to get this money and this is you know back in the day before gofundme where anyone in the world can give you 20 bucks and what he ends up doing is taking an emergency room hostage in an attempt to save his son's life. So it's really just this beautiful story of being a father and going out and doing everything you can to save your son's life. So I wanna give it a little bit extra love since it was the first mention on the list. And I have in my number one, again, tough call, The Book of Eli. I think you did a great job explaining it and just that, yeah, that that post-apocalyptic and just the, how they filmed it i think that's what also just made already his acting dynamic but just the filming how it really just brought that story to life amazing so there you go there's my list uh no i have a few that you don't have so i'm assuming you've probably seen all of them and i know one you gave an honorable mention to but what you what you think <laughs> yeah no i love that and um reflect on john q as well like it was such a good film because you know people take hostage take banks hostage you know trying to get money out of it or whatever or like get a crime guy will get try and get their um their boss out of prison you know release my release my so and so whatever but it was just i love the emotional bit of like i just want my son to survive and i and he deserves this treatment and all that i just thought the emotional was so emotional and so like for any parent out there watching it, it would have been i know it's just really cool because at the time it was just so different because you just didn't have that character motivation before for to do something that is you know quote unquote against the law and all that kind of stuff really really complex stuff really when you think about it um and the trailer was just yeah just loved it and i really really wanted to put it in but it's just outside because i wanted to mix up with some some of the fun stuff that i've seen as well but i have a cape john q all the time fantastic stuff and not many people probably have heard about it really to be honest yeah, that's sad uh so yeah looking at it, i've seen seven of the eight so i haven't seen courage under fire i'm afraid um as far as i'm aware so um that's scary because it's third place for you so it must be pretty good i do trust you um so that is how how old is that put put the date in for me jess put the date in so i can see it on the spreadsheet um yeah john i got trained day i got book of eli so it's really cool you got them so high up man on fire i've talked about that so many times anyway um like you said deja vu and safe house awesome and magnificent seven i really wanted to put that in so we're not we're pretty much on the same page with a lot of this to be honest so that feels really really nice um i think we're yeah really really close together there 
Um, I'd love, I would love to have known what stuff didn't make it for you. Can you roughly remember or not really? Or did you know it was just these eight? I think it was hard to get it down to the eight, but I just went ahead and just, oh, I did the eight and just said, that's it. That's my eight. I'm just going to sleep with it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a lot more of this kind of honorary. I'm so sorry mentions. I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to try and do some more of that for sure. So yeah, everyone, that was uh, list C. So if that rung, rung true for you, then you can go vote over on Instagram at the end of the show. But we still have to hear Adam's list. So remember, this is very rare. Four of our list givers all battling out. Really, really exciting stuff. Because normally box office and IMDb are completely snubbed by our voters. <laughs> so I feel sad. There's someone the other day, Jess, did actually vote for IMDb. It was a huge moment. And if he's listening, you know who you are. And uh, I was brave. It was brave to go with industry stuff. Um, you actually went with that. So, yeah, kudos to you. Really cool. All right. So let's take a look at list D, which is Adam's list. I've got three uh, reviews here on my phone from Adam. So we will read those out shortly. But let's make our way through his list. There's some new stuff on here, guys. So um, this could sway you. So first up, we've got Crimson Tide, which was 1995, uh, starring Gene Hackman. Thank you, Jess, for inputting all of this information as we go. Seventh place is The Pelican Brief, 1993, with Julia Roberts. Then in 2004, in his sixth place, we have Man on Fire. In fifth, we have The Equalizer Trilogy, which covers many years. In fourth place, we have Training Day, 2001. Third, we have American Gangster, which is the first time it's been brought up today, which is absolutely mental, 2007. Uh, the first time we've seen The Hurricane, that has popped up today, 1999. And in first place is Remember the Titans, his number one film. Sticking true, Adam, to your, your thing. Your thing is these amazingly made emotional sport-related movies. I'm seeing a theme. We all have themes now. I'm figuring it out. My dad, Lynn, we all have themes. And I love that. So uh, an amazing list. And what's really interesting about Adam's list is the range in years. He's the, he's He's got always has the most range in anything from the 80s through to recently. And I really love that. I, I know it's I sort of stick within the noughties, 2010s. I have no idea why. Um, Nostalgia-wise, we're exactly the same age. We went to school together. So, yeah. Um, I can't wait to chat to you more about this, Adam. It's like, yeah, you have such a love for the stuff we used to watch when we were, God, how old would we have been? We would have been 15, 16, 17, something like that for some of the stuff. So yeah, really, really, really cool. So that's a great list, but let me do three of the reviews that we've got here listed. So we've got Crimson Tide, The Hurricane, and Remember the Titans. Hey guys, let's go with Crimson Tide first. That's his eighth slot. American submarine action thriller film directed by Tony Scott and produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. Hey, Jerry Bruckheimer. A clash of wills between the seasoned commanding officer of a U.S. of a U.S. nuclear missile submarine. Gene Hackman, his new executive officer, Denzel Washington, arising from the conflicting interpretations of an order to launch their missiles. Very, very cool. Right, in his second place, we have The Hurricane. And let's see what he said. The Hurricane, American biographic sports drama film. The film stars Denzel Washington as Reuben the Hurricane Carter, a former middleweight boxer who was wrongly convicted for a triple murder in a bar in Patterson, New Jersey. The script was adapted by 
Armian Bernstein and Dan Gordon from Carter's 1974 autobiography, the 16th round from number one contender to 45472. Um, yeah, I kind of loosely forgotten what the hurricane was about. So I'm really glad you said that because it was very good. And I'm like, oh, no. Why did I? Anyway, it's too late now. And in first place, he had Remember the Titans, which is based on a true story. Remember the Titans. It follows the 1971 T.C. Williams High School Titans football team and their struggles with integration. Washington is Herman Boom, who has run up against racism after he has been brought into the coach. After he has been brought in to coach the Titans. Patton is Bill Yost, with the moon replaced as head coach. Thank you, Adam. That's really, really cool. Good to remind ourselves of the uh, the storylines for all of these. And yeah, I mean, Remember the Titans is, yeah, I just remember it being particularly, particularly good at the time. There's a lot of sports, sports movie type stuff coming out around that time. And that one definitely stuck out. So yeah, what are your other thoughts on some of these films? How many have you seen of those eight? So there's actually only two. I don't... I don't remember seeing Crimson Tide or The Hurricane, but I've seen the rest of them. And uh, like, I I love that Adam is representing the sports movies because some of them, I'm very stereotypical. I'm like, meh. There's a few sports movies. I do, baseball is my favorite, so I lean towards baseball movies. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's interesting. I'm very curious as to... Um, you know, the Equalizer fans out there, because I don't have them on my list, so everybody else does. I'm a lone woman out, but I have John Q. Don't forget, I have John Q. <laughs> I think that's really my only pitch on that. Um, Pelican Brief, that might be like my number ninth. Is that such a good one? And I love Julia Roberts, so I think that's another great, um, great combination and dynamics between those two in that movie, too. So... Yeah, I can't really go wrong with a Denzel Washington movie, though. I just no, no. yeah, all, all good. And that's why I'm fascinated. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see, guys, everyone listening, how you're going to vote on this. So please, yeah, get head over Instagram and vote because this is going to be very interesting to see what. So there's a lot of similarities. So I'd be fascinated just to see how this unfolds. I literally have zero ideas of what's going to happen here, and or even how to explain it. Normally, I can explain it at the end of the episode. Yeah, this is this, this is this, but this, I got nothing, guys, unless it's training day related <laughs> so if you're a, a number one training guy you're mike if you're a second place it's me even this doesn't work and then jess and adam agree at fourth so that's a very loose thing i literally can't find anything else here so um i can't wait to see i will keep you posted yes it's gonna be very very interesting uh, maybe my honorary mentions might help me win lists uh, oh i feel for him you know it must have been really hard not being able to put that in and i love that film too so maybe that will work my little technique uh but now is your chance guys to vote for a b c or d so a for mike b for owen c for jess d for adam like i said very very rare that four of us battle out without a box office or indb so before we go i just want to show a lot of respect and love for denzel because there's a lot of actors in in our timeline that have made a real impact in hollywood and he's certainly one of them so um it's gonna be really sad when when he retires and when he passes, it's going to be really, really sad. But what a legacy he's left behind, especially for black actors. Unbelievable legacy he's left um, behind him. He is literally anyone who has a chance on the film, I'm sure they'd want him. So 
that's a testament to him. And I presume he's just an absolutely lovely person. He must be to be getting all this opportunity. So if that's true too, ah, beautiful, beautiful stuff, humans. So thank you guys. Go and vote, vote, vote. And we will be back next time when we're looking randomly at high school movies a little bit a little bit of a little bit of a swerveball there into that one but yeah check out next time and see how we somehow figure out what that even means as a genre so tune in next time and we'll see you there send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media if you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time then why not a top eight from a certain actor actress genre or director you can even make it more niche. For example, the Top 8 films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the Top 8 Media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.